This is Tom Vargelettis with the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast. Got a special episode for you today. Aren't actually, aren't all these episodes special? I seem to say that a lot. Well, anyway, but no matter how you look at it, I am going to answer a question that was not sent to me directly, but As some of you may know, there is a website called Reddit, and they have a nice little app as well. It's just a forum site, and then there's all these threads where people will ask questions, and anyone can chime in with their answer. I came across one that I thought was interesting that I haven't given a whole lot of attention to, which is actually out of character with me since I'm so cost-conscious. It's about Matterport, and it's about the expense of hosting Matterport virtual tours. I'm just going to read the post right now. This was a post on the subreddit r slash real estate photography by u slash Scott A. Mains. It says, it's title, virtual tour self-hosting. Scott writes, Hi folks, I'm currently on the lookout for a self-processing and hosting option for virtual tour content. I work with a few art galleries and they are interested in having archival and legacy exhibitions visible to the public. I like the user experience of Matterport, but I'm not too keen on the amount of active workspaces you can have as I also work alongside some private and commercial property agents. The amount of workspaces I'd need would quickly stack up. I have my own server, which I try to keep as many of my own assets upon. I was wondering what options are available, if any, with regards to self-hosting and processing of 360 virtual tour content. Thanks in advance. This is a really interesting issue. Scott here, and myself included, really like the user interface of Matterport. The Matterport virtual tour, as far as what I have seen, and if anybody knows anything better, please reach out to me. I'm going to share contact information at the end of the episode if you know if something better than Matterport. But I haven't been able to find anything that's quite so user-friendly. It's just click and drag with the mouse. It looks really great. And so far with the virtual dollhouse and the ability to generate floor plans, I just haven't found anything that's even close. But the problem lies in cost. Matterport is not cheap. And you could get some budget plans, but here's how they break it down. So you've got to buy your Matterport camera. If you buy it new, it's like $4,000, something like that. And then you've got to buy a tripod if you don't already have one, a iPad if you don't already have one, and uh, a case. A carrying case is very highly recommended. If you're going to get a $4,000 piece of equipment, you're not going to let it kick around in the... uh, passenger side floor of your car amongst the empty water bottles and crinkled up fast food bags and crinkled up napkins and things, right? You're going to want to protect this asset. I recommend a hard case. You can actually use a Pelican or uh, get a case with a custom foam insert. Anyway, it costs some money to just get the camera. And then there are monthly account fees. You can choose to pay annually, and I pay annually for all my accounts. Note the plural there. We'll get to that in a minute. And, uh, you know, you save like 10% or something like that, but it's still a lot. Currently, the way that Matterport pricing model, and this is just generally, is you have a monthly service fee, 
that includes a certain number of uploads, of new uploads. After that certain number, you have to pay per upload, right? Per 3D scan that you, you scan with the camera and then you upload it to the cloud for processing. And then you have a limited number of Matterport scans that you can have active, which depending on the plan is something between 25 or 300. Obviously to have the higher number of active hosted spaces, you're gonna pay much higher monthly fees. If you are hosting active more than what your account allows, Matterport will do it, but they'll tack on like an extra $50 per 20 that you're over. So if you have the plan where you can host 25 active Matterport 3D scans, Matterport virtual tours, and then you upload a 26th, they will add, I think it's $50, it might be more, to your next monthly bill. And that's for the next 20. So from 26 to 45, you have that $50. And then if you go to 46, that's another overcharge. And I might be misrepresenting that. It might actually be more. I'm not sure because of the way that I have my account set up. But from what I read through their little chart of pricing plans, that's how it is. And that really adds up. Just to give you an example. So and in my business, if you're new to the podcast, it is 100% real estate photography. We are starting to do some agent business portraits, but our week is full of real estate photo shoots and real estate photo shoots only. We are doing something like 15 to 20 Matterport scans a week with our team. And on any given month, we're hosting more than 300 it's usually in the 360s, 400s of uh, virtual scans, just on a month-to-month -month basis. So just think about overage charges and try and do some quick head math and imagine how that could add up if this is one of the accounts that you have, right? Now, there is no way that I have found that you can get around Matterport being able to host these virtual tours. It's all proprietary software. And I'm not a software engineer, so I wouldn't even know where to begin when it comes to figuring out how to intercept my uploaded scans or somehow jailbreak the app and put the 3D scans onto some proprietary self-generated software and put it on my own servers. I have no idea of how to even to begin doing that. I'd have to spend a lot of time and research that I really just don't have. So I'm using Matterport for all my hosting for the Matterport scans and it gets expensive. However, there is a workaround. So if you are running a full-time real estate photography business and you want to add Matterport 3D scans, there is a way to do it that can help you control your expenses and at the same time boost revenue, if only a little bit. And here's what we do. With our account, I have what's called a legacy account. I don't think they offer it anymore. This is for like early adopters. I got Matterport years ago and, and they allowed me to host up to 300 spaces with that plan. And then, you know, that hundred or so over, I'm paying overage fees on, but I have not been able to find another plan as cheap as this, although they will let you do it. I, I think you're going to pay something on the order of like $1,200 a month to host that many active spaces, which might seem like a lot to you, but there is a way to mitigate that expense. So for one, 
we charge hosting fees after the first year. If someone wants to have us maintain their virtual tour after 12 months, we will send them a bill where they will pay 12 months in advance $17 per listing, which is far more than the overage fee that we're being charged per listing. So we're actually profiting on that a little bit. And we're applying that income on the uh, annual hosting for our clients to other maintenance fees for like the website and stuff. So that's actually paying itself off through this offering alone. Now, not every single listing agent wants to keep a listing after 12 months. Sometimes they say, no, I don't want it. Just get rid of it. Fine. We delete it and we're not hosting it. And uh, we're not trying to force them to take something that they don't want. So we no longer have to absorb that expense. Or we have some agents that maybe they don't want to pay for annual hosting, but they do want the Matterport virtual tour for themselves to use as for the same reasons they'd want to keep the uh, listing website to use as a example listing for future listing appointments to show clients, hey, look at this great work that I do for my listings. It's so incredible and amazing. We use cutting edge technology to promote our real estate listings and we do it better than anybody else. Like they use that in their listing presentation. Well, if they don't want hosting, they can buy the virtual tour from us. So we offer a one-time transfer fee. We charge $75 and a listing agent can have the virtual tour transferred to them. And it's super easy within Matterport. Matterport has not charged me anything for transferring virtual tours out, but I do charge clients and that's their option. We transfer it to them for a fee. We charge them an annual hosting fee to maintain our listing website and maintain the Matterport virtual tour, or we delete it. That's their option. A lot of agents are like, well, I already paid for the photo shoot. And the answer is you paid the creative fee for producing all this work and for licensing the images and the virtual tour and the listing website for 12 months, which is disclosed on our terms and conditions. And now that that's up, here are your options. If you don't want to pay anything, we have to have a decision by this date because it's the 12 month mark. And if we don't hear from you, or if you don't say, yeah, we're going to transfer it or maintain the website and you pay your invoice, we're just going to delete it. And, you know, I'm sorry if you want to keep it, this is what you're going to have to do. So very few agents feel like cornered or pressured or like they're being taken advantage of. A lot of them get it because it's not like this is free for me either. Like I just said, it costs a lot of money to maintain these Matterport accounts and to keep the infrastructure up on its legs, to keep the website updated. And it's a lot of work. It costs us money. And when you're in a business, its purpose is to bring profit. So when we charge transfer fees and listing fees, it, a profit is built into that. So if you're thinking about using Matterport, that's what you want to do. You want to look at what your monthly expenses will be and you want to take in income an additional, say, 50% on top of that minimum, right? You want to get like 150% of your investment back to you. If you're just breaking even, then you'd profit more leaving the money sitting in a savings account at 0.02% interest or whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? Put a dollar in, get a dollar out. That's a failed business. You want to put a dollar in and get like $10 back. But moving on. That is how we take a little extra income by using the Matterport 
scans. Now, between photography invoices, hosting fees, annual hosting fees, and transfer fees that we're taking in every month, that is just about offsetting our monthly Matterport expenses. So we're not doing a ton of transfer fees or annual hosting renewals, but we're doing enough to where it makes a lot of sense. Would be crazy for us to not do it. Now, on the other hand of reducing expenses, earlier I said Matterport accounts. We have two Matterport accounts. I have the legacy account that I mentioned. That's the big one. It's like 3000 4000 a year, something like that. I just pay it annually. And we also have a Matterport, I think it's called the professional account. This is the one that normally it's like 75 bucks a month and it allows 25 active spaces to be hosted. It allows unlimited number of spaces to be archived and unlimited number of uploads. So with your standard Matterport account, you have a number of free uploads, but then you're charged per afterwards. Up until earlier this year, sometime during the spring, I was paying anywhere between $15 and $1,800 a month for Matterport account fees. <laughs> I was paying almost $2,000 a month. And I was calling customer service. I'm like, this is kind of crazy. I'm like, what's going on? If I hit a slow season, this could put me out of business. Instead of me looking at buying four more Matterport cameras and growing my business into other states, I'm focusing on paying these bills. Like This is really getting to be too much. And through my monthly calls, because you know every month I'd get the invoice, I'd say, oh my God, and I'd call customer service to complain. I got someone that said, hey, this other thing, he told me about the unlimited uploads, and he gave me this idea. I set up a second Matterport account on a second email. The pro, professional, whatever it's called, level account, the $75 a month one. And because transferring spaces are free, we can upload a space, unlimited number, right? 20 a week, more in busy season for free. Transfer them over to the legacy one where I can have 300 spaces hosted, which is included in the plan. Plus the overages, like if I was paying overage fees on 250 Matterport spaces, I'd probably be looking at the same expense. But because I'm maintaining two accounts, one with unlimited uploads, one with a high capacity for active hosting, and because I'm able to maintain both and transfer spaces in between them, I have brought my costs way down way down, easily saved $800 right off the rip every month. It's still costing some money. Remember, it's still costing us some money. But like I just mentioned about transfer fees and annual hosting, we are able to offset that expense to the point where it is less than some of our other expenses. That used to be one of our highest expenses next to payroll. But now it's way, now it's much farther down on the list. So if you are at the point where you're hosting hundreds of spaces, just charge extra for it to offset the cost. Maybe you're not able to get this legacy account. Like I said, I don't think they offer it anymore. I don't think they can let you, even if you call to ask for it, sign it up. I think they're just honoring it because 
you know, I have had it for years. So if you get a Matterport account that has, let's say it's a professional one, unlimited uploads, but only 25 spaces can be active per month. Look at what your overage fees will be. And then just break it down per virtual tour. What would that cost you? Multiply that by 1.5, maybe by two. And that's your monthly account fee. So you can offer your Matterport virtual tours and you can include in your pricing the cost for monthly, annual, quarterly hosting, whatever it is, however you'd like to break it down. You do have the option of baking in three months worth of hosting fees or six months worth of hosting fees, whatever you feel is prudent for your marketplace. If you find that listings are selling within a month or two, maybe it's not even worth charging it because once the listing's sold, you just archive it, offer it to them for a transfer fee or offer a hosting fee for them to use as future examples. Do you see what I'm saying? Through accounting, you can offset your expense for the Matterport accounts pretty effectively by transferring all of your costs onto your clients, which makes a lot of sense because they ordered the Matterport virtual tour, they wanted it, and they're paying you to create it in the first place. What is the point of charging someone, let's say you charge someone $200 to do a 3D scan, and then it costs you $500 over a year or two in overages and everything. And that virtual tour was a part of the overages and the extra uploads that charged you all this extra money. Like, you see what I'm saying? That is a failed business model. You need to account for your expenses and build them into your invoices. Now, a lot of photographers are going to think, well, if I charge more money, how am I going to be competitive on price? Well, you don't have to be the cheapest in your marketplace. I know I'm not. And you can sell value. I say this all the time. You should never sell your services based on a discount. You should never have an offering that's like, oh, you need to work with me because I'm the cheapest or because I'll match anybody's price. Because it's not a sustainable business model. You're not going to develop a business that is going to make you happy and make you feel like you're doing the right thing. You're going to develop this hectic lifestyle where you're running from appointment to appointment, you're having trouble making the bills, or maybe you are making the bills and you're just living comfortably, but that's no excuse to miss out on a huge income opportunity. Would charging more money potentially alienate clients? Definitely. There are some realtors that are cheapskates. You don't need me to tell you about that. And if you're in a marketplace where you just can't find anybody that's willing to pay these prices, then there's two problems here. One is that you could offer a different package, which is much less time on site for you, which is going to involve much less work and time on site for you, and which is going to help improve your profits. If you're in a marketplace where realtors don't want to spend more than $100 or two or whatever it may be, maybe they don't want to even spend close to 100 maybe it's less, well, then you want to figure out a way of just blazing through a photo shoot in a few minutes and then giving them whatever $60, $70, $80 worth of photography is. So that's option one. You could match the value of what people are looking for. If someone wants a $500 job, but they're only going to pay $80 for it, that doesn't mean that there's any pressure on you 
to try and bridge that gap. If someone's budget is really low, offer a low budget service for them. That's something that we do in our business. I offer a photo only appointment. It's a flat rate at $199. People book it all the time. They're like, I don't want this extra stuff. I don't want to pay all this extra money. I talk to people on a daily basis that hear my prices and they say, oh my God, that's crazy. I'd never pay that. And my response is, okay, you don't have to. You can pay whatever you want to pay, but it's not going to be with me. I want to focus on clients that appreciate the value and the quality of work that we're delivering to them. And I don't want to focus my time on someone who's going to nickel and dime me and complain about every little thing who's going to, before we even work with them, complain about prices. No way. I'm not going there. I am not going to try and convince someone to buy from me when they don't want to. I want to focus my time and my attention on fine clients that want what I'm offering and offer it to them at a fair price for the value. As photographers, it's easy to lose sight of this, but we have to remember that real estate agents are making a lot of money on these sales. If you've got a real estate agent that's like, oh, I only make 1% listing fee. I only make a couple hundred dollars per sale. That's not going to be the ideal client for you because they're already devaluing themselves to the point where they're having a tough time making ends meet. Now, if you have a client or a potential client that's already devaluing themselves, why are you going to let them devalue you? That doesn't make any sense. So when it comes to pricing, if you're getting a little nervous, it's all about mindset. Now, let's face it. We might be in an area where offering a Matterport virtual tour is just going to be overkill for pretty much everything. There's going to be very few clients. And if you wanted to put the time and the effort in, you could potentially generate demand. But sometimes the market is just going to dictate what is going to be used because even if you get a couple higher end real estate agents that are going to use virtual tours all the time, you'll have to consider the risk of not being able to make a return on your investment right away. So in business, you want to get a return on your investment as quickly as possible. That $4,000 camera purchase, you want to pay that off in a couple months. And if you can't, if you're thinking, what? $4,000 in photography money in a couple of months? No way. It's crazy. If that's your first impulse, then maybe buying a Matterport camera is not going to be a good idea. You should probably focus on your stills. If you've got a good hybrid camera or a good video camera, you could focus on video as well. There's huge opportunities for video. And then once you've built up a book of business and you know you could just buy this camera, if it doesn't pan out, you can sell it used. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be a huge hit to your bottom line. It's going to be worthwhile. If you're in a really big marketplace with lots of high-end real estate, like if you're living in a major city or near one, or you're living in between some areas with pretty large populations, the Matterport's probably going to be a good investment. But if you're in one of those small towns where your average house is 200000 maybe 300000 there's not a ton of higher-end homes to start with, it's going to be tough to charge a price that's going to make it worthwhile for you to even buy the camera and pay your account fees. These are all important things to consider. So right now, as far as I can see, you're going to be stuck with Matterport hosting. 
if you understand the technology to the point where you could like hack the camera, set up your own private server, and just use the technology for basically free, please call me. I'd be all over that in a heartbeat. But until then, if you have a very high volume of Matterport scans that you need to keep active, maintaining two accounts has been a huge money saver for me. Charging hosting fees, adding that into the invoice. Right now, we're not billing it upfront. We're waiting until the end of the 12 months. We're sending out reminder emails and we are processing transactions from that. So every month, we're sending out reminder emails. Hey, your space is about to expire. Your space is about to expire. You know, we'll send like a hundred of these emails every month. A couple of these people are going to say, oh, I want to keep the Matterport tour for myself, or I want to give it to my client as a closing gift, which is something that I talk about in my presentations, that they can share these as closing gifts. And uh, they pay the transfer fee, and then that's done. We're not hosting it anymore. We took a little bit of money. The listing agent now has this really unique gift that they can share or something that they can use in their listing presentations. Everybody's happy. We get a few people that say, you know what? I want to keep the listing website. I want to share it. It's part of my listing presentation. I send it to people all the time. I'll just pay that. And okay, we pay that. And then everybody else we delete. And I'm really only able to do this because I have a full-time assistant who's tracking and going through all these things. So you really got to pro con this thing. If you have a high volume of Matterport scans right now, or if you anticipate them in the near future, and I mean this year, 2019, within a few months from now, you're going to want to really think about your infrastructure and your billing. Because if you want your business to survive, and if you want your income to increase over time, which is that's the direction it's supposed to go, right? When you're in business, your income must always go up every year, every single year. Look at your past years. Look at your current year. Is your income going up? Is it staying the same or is it going down? If it's going down, you've got a problem. If it's staying the same, you've got an even bigger problem because that is a huge trap. A lot of people in business will get to a point where they're kind of comfortable with the way things are, and then they just let things stay the same and stay the same and stay the same. And after a number of years, you know what happens? The market will change. It will shift from underneath you. And if you were so used to current conditions or conditions from a year ago, Suddenly, you take a hit to your income, the number of appointments you're getting. If something changes, a new competitor comes into the marketplace with a better product at a cheaper price, and you don't have the holding power or the wherewithal to deal with that emergency, that can result in a failed business. So many businesses that pop in and out of existence because of the way that they think about income. And if you are worried about selling your Matterport services and making a profit on them, then it's something you should put on the back burner and focus on your core services that you can really perfect, maybe hire a couple people, train them to go out and be your photographer. And then as your business grows and grows, expand your offerings over time. A lot of entrepreneurs will have this feeling of like impending doom of the next competitor coming to town, the next recession blowing away their business. And they think, well, if I had this, if I buy this, if I buy that, then I'll be able to make so much money. That's 
absolutely wrong. That's thinking backwards. You need to make money before you spend it. I say this all the time. Make money before you spend it. Don't go buying things on credit cards unless you are super confident in your sales skills. Not photography skills, sales skills. You can have mediocre, pretty good, decent photography, but if you're able to go out, offer a really strong presentation and get clients, you can build a profitable business. I know because that's what I did. And then we improved our offering, expanded our services and our products over time. The Matterport system, the camera, the account, the cloud that they have there, it's very expensive. It's not just a $4,000 camera. It's very expensive. Most $4,000 cameras, camera cameras you buy, you can do photos and you can do videos and you can do all different types of photography, right? You can do long exposures. You can do double exposures. You can change your lenses. You can do video. You can control so much manually with an app, with an external thing like a cam ranger or what's coming out now, the arsenal system. You can do so much with it. With a Matterport camera, you can only do one thing. You can do virtual tours. I mean, you can take 360 photos too out of it, but that's like bundled into the virtual tour thing, right? That is a huge expense for a dedicated piece of equipment that's only good for doing one thing. The Matterport account, that's another huge expense. It's a monthly expense, or if you want to save the 10% or whatever it is, pay it off annually, it's still costing you some money. And that's only for one thing that you can do. It's not a versatile piece of equipment. Yeah, you can make the argument, well, it's not just for virtual tours. I can do the point cloud thing and I can help builders with as-built plans and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my point is that you're able to do the 3D scan and that's it. You can only work within the Matterport ecosystem and you can work with architects and builders and you can do new construction, you can do commercial spaces. There's a lot that you can do with the camera, but it's limited to that function of the 3D scan. If you're starting your business from scratch, if your business is kind of young and you're not really too busy right now, if you have a job job on the side and this is just a little extra icing on the cake as far as income goes for you, the Matterport system might not be a great investment. You're just going to have to think about where you want to be with your business. And if you're in a position where you're like, yeah, I've got a job, I've got steady income. Maybe I have other businesses. If this thing flops, it's not a big deal. I'll just eat the cost. I'll sell it used for 20% of what I paid for it. And that'll be that. Well, you can do that. But just because you can do something, it does not mean that you should. You could do anything. You could dance in traffic. You could drink boiling water. But just because you could do it, it doesn't mean that the consequences are not going to be negative. You want to make business decisions that are going to help you raise your income, lower your expenses, get more clients, make your workflow faster, smoother, better, and that's it. You don't want to make business decisions that's like, well, I want it just because I want it. It'll be so cool and you know, I'm going to make so much money and if, you know what, if I don't, whatever, it's not a big deal. Well, if you have some doubts in your ability to use a piece of equipment like the Matterport camera, you should wait. You have to get this when there is absolutely no doubt in your mind 
about its value to you, to your business, to your clients. And if you're not sure and you want to get sure, try contacting your current clients now. Ask them, hey, I'm thinking about offering this. Have you ever heard of it? A lot of them are probably going to say no. Send over one of the Matterport demos that they have on the Matterport site. Say, hey, take a look at this. Let me know. Can you use it? Is this interesting to you? What would your clients think about this? And just get some honest feedback. If you've got 20 regular customers, if you've got 100, email all of them. Every single one. Call all of them. Spend like an hour a day or a couple hours a week, whatever. Go through and systematically talk to every single person that you do business with. Maybe even some people that you haven't done business with yet and you'd like to ask them, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I know we haven't worked together yet, but is this a kind of service that would be interesting to you in your business? And a side effect of that might be them thinking, wow, this guy's like, or girls of really forward thinking and trying to grow their business. That might be someone I want to work with. So that could backfire in like a really positive way on you. Of course, the point of all this is to see if there's even an interest, at least even a casual interest in uh, Matterport virtual tours. I'm going to guess that the answer will be probably with some agents. If you're not super confident in your own sales skills, it's going to be challenging for you. I found that for me, the Matterport system was super successful, but What I did for weeks on end is I would go, I would do office presentations. I would present with video, with photos. I'd have this engaging discussion with them. I would tell them how they could bring this into their listing presentation. I would give them the words that they would use to sell it to their clients. And I was able to convince real estate agents that this was something that they needed if they wanted to stay competitive and ahead of their competition. And I was able to sell it. I was able to sell a lot of Matterport virtual tours very quickly. And I continue to do so every single week. But that didn't happen because I just added it as like a line item on my website and just said, hey, if you're interested, check it off. And and then left it at that. I was really proactive about pushing the Matterport virtual tour, convincing agents that they needed it. And the more agents that I got to use it, the more agents felt like they really did need to use it in order to stay competitive. So it built up a lot of momentum, but you really want to think about your own personality. Are you the kind of person that will stand in front of a group of strangers and convince them that this thing they've never heard of, they've never seen before, is so important to their business, they have to start using it right now? And if you're not, you can go back and listen to some previous episodes in this podcast if you're new about office presentations and promoting your business. And, you know, you can try and pick up some of this information to incorporate into your own business and start doing these presentations. You might be able to find success there, but you got to look back at your own track record. Are you the kind of person that has ever or would ever do something like that? And a lot of us aren't. It's just a personality issue. It's not a good or a bad thing. It doesn't speak anything about the quality of work that you can do or the quality of your person. It's just about how you go about selling things. And there is a way to sell things that is congruent with your own personality. So if you're not going to be able to go out and actually create a demand for your product, then you would want to wait until you are sure that 
you could get people to use this. You want to talk to everybody. Don't hit the checkout button on the Matterport site yet. Do I recommend the Matterport camera system? Yes, but with that little asterisk, you've got to be ready for it. Your business and you. It's really easy to do, honestly. It's easier to work the Matterport camera than it is to take photos. It's not like it's hard to learn. It's not like it's this difficult system or process to work with. It's very user-friendly. The challenge is not going to be in using the equipment. The challenge is going to be in maintaining that expense and actually selling the product. So I hope this has been informative for anyone who has heard of or is thinking about getting into Matterport if they're not. If you are using a Matterport camera and you do have a high volume of 3D scans, go ahead and follow my advice. Get that second account with the unlimited uploads if you don't have one. If you have an account with unlimited uploads, look at what the offerings are to have an account with a high volume of active spaces, maybe a limited number of uploads or no free uploads, and then transfer spaces in between them. In our case, like I said, in the specific case, hosting hundreds of virtual tours month to month, uploading dozens each week, it saved us literally thousands of dollars. And if you're in the same boat, I think you're really going to enjoy being able to save that much money because Matterport's not going to advertise that. They're not going to say, why would you pay us $2,000 when you could pay us one? But it is a workaround for your high volume people. If you've got a low volume, if you currently have Matterport and you currently have a low volume, that's when you want to start thinking about baking in your current account fees into your invoices for the virtual tours. However you're billing them, look at what they're actually costing you. This is a huge mistake so many business owners make. They don't really know what things are costing them. You've got an idea, you see your monthly statements and you're like, okay, this is this, this is that. But break it down to the ridiculous. If you upload one virtual tour, what's the invoice on that? And then if that one virtual tour is on your account, like prorate your account fees for that one. What's that costing you over the lifetime of you hosting it? Are you even profiting on the first invoice until you delete or archive the space? Or maybe you're profiting, but much less than what you thought. Because we work really hard. We're working long hours. We're spending a lot of money. The business can be high margin, but sometimes it's not. There's a lot of low margin services that we offer. There's a lot of labor involved in, and the going rates aren't crazy high, except for the very best of photographers in a marketplace. So over the long run, what is that really costing you? And are you charging enough for it. If you think you're profiting X, but you're actually profiting X minus some account fees through Matterport, some processing fees, how much money are you really making at the end of the day? How much could you be making by only charging a little bit more on your invoice? I'm not talking about doubling your invoices. Just figure out what your actual expense is. And then if you start baking this into all of your invoices by charging just that little bit more, you're going to offset your expenses to the point where you're looking at a lot more profits across the board. That doesn't just mean you're separating people from their money. That doesn't just mean that you're greedy and you're this like conniving, crafty business person that's screwing people over. That's not at all what we're trying to do. 
we are trying to deliver a tremendous amount of value to a client. They're using this stuff to get new customers. They're using this stuff to promote themselves and their own business. Real estate agents use their listings to get more listings. They are selling these houses on commission. They're making a percentage of the sale price. A two, three, five dollars photography invoice is not going to be very much out of their commission. And like I said, if the agent is bad at handling money, if they really undervalue their services and they don't think anything is worth anything, that's their problem. That's not your problem. Agents should be making a good amount of money off of each listing, whether they're doing 100 listings a year or one. That listing will have a cost of doing business. That listing has costs associated with it that the agent knows about. There are some costs that you must pay as a real estate agent. Your MLS fees, the fees to maintain your license. Most states require continuing education credit to maintain your license, which costs more money to get the credits at like a, a school. They're driving, they're paying for their car, they're paying for insurance. It costs money to run any business. And a good business person is going to try and keep those costs as low as possible. But a good business person is also going to understand value when they see it. So if you're using Matterport virtual tours, just make sure you're charging enough to make it profitable for you, please. Don't make that mistake of thinking, well, it's just $75 a month. I can just eat that cost and then you know charge X dollars for the total virtual tour. And I'll throw in the photo shoot for free. And wow, what a great job I'm doing. Well, if the market shifts, if your business shifts, you're just not going to be able to maintain the same level of service. You might not even be able to maintain your business. You might be in a situation where you're like, oh, crap, now I got to get a part-time job. I got to drive for Uber. I got to do something. I need money. Well, how good of a job can you really do if you're putting yourself in those kinds of situations? I mean, how much can you actually help anybody? if you can't even help yourself. And that is how you run a good business. You make sure to build a strong, thriving business that can withstand some disruptions. You need to build a business that is taking you a profit so you have something to show for at the end of the day. Not just some pittance that you can barely scrape by, but you wanna build wealth off of your business. That's the point of being in business. Now, if this is a hobby and you're not taking it too seriously, you don't really care one way or the other, then yeah, do whatever you want. But if you want to be a full-time real estate photographer, build up a team underneath you, you want to look at paying all of your bills, go on vacation off of photography income, this is the way you do it. This is the way that we've been doing it. This is the way that I've been doing it in my business for years. And I know the formula works. So if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you'd just like to share a friendly hello, you can reach out to me directly. You can find me on Instagram at Tom Vargeletis, T-O-M-V-A-R-G-E-L-E-T-I-S. You could also email me if you're not too keen on the Instagram machine. You can find me at Tom at ftrephoto.com. It's a little easier to spell, right? 
And if you are interested in more content, I do have a book. It's called The Full-Time Real Estate Photographer. Go figure. It is available on Amazon. I go through basically A to Z from how I started my photography business, even making the decision of getting into it to, uh, you know, all the workflows and everything. I do cover a lot of this in the podcast, but if you want some print media, something physical that goes a little bit deeper on these subjects, you can find the book on Amazon. It's the same title and even the same cover image. You'll know that's the one. I have published a couple other business books if you're interested in further reading from me, but the full-time real estate photographer book is on Amazon. I'll have the link in the description. If you want even more, I do offer one-on-one coaching. I do offer coaching, business and real estate photography coaching. You can reach out to me if you would like to have any more details, but you could listen to some previous podcast episodes. I have interviews with listeners about their business and offer some tips and tidbits. And of course, these episodes have a lot of content that I like to share with people who are in coaching with me. But we go a lot farther than that. I like to go really deep in on your business. Where is your money coming from? Who is it coming from? How can we increase your profits? What kind of services could we use to reduce your expenses, to streamline your workflow? Are there some things that you could outsource really easily and cheaply and start profiting more off of right now? There's some new services you could add to your business without even having to work harder. For example, virtual staging, virtual day-for-night twilight photography, converting images to paintings, printing them, and selling the prints. There are some things that you can do right now without spending a dollar and start taking home more profits. If you're interested in that, listen to future episodes. I try to stay as consistent as possible, but if you've been a regular listener and you're paying attention to these upload dates, you're noticing that... I say I like to be consistent, but what's happening is it's getting a little random, and I apologize for that. The goal is to have a weekly seven to eight day upload schedule, but this has been the busiest summer ever. I thought I'd have some downtime to actually travel and record more episodes, but I have been working seven days a week. And, you know, we're adding some more staff, so hopefully that's going to calm down. I've talked about this before. I'm actually looking for a full-time videographer right now to just pick up the video work. You know, maybe another assistant, but we'll see how far we actually get come the fall. And, of course, I'm going to be posting some updates in the podcast about that because in business, things are always growing and things are always changing. Like I said earlier, you always want your income to go up. That also comes with layers of complexity in your business that you can deal with in a calm, consistent manner, but there's some processes that you have to follow. Things like vetting employees and getting the right people in place, training them well, managing them, incorporating middle management if you need to. There's ways of doing all of that. Usually I save the nitty gritty, the details on doing this for coaching. So, you know, if you're interested in any of that, please reach out to me. And if you have any questions that you would like to have, please reach out to me, Instagram at Tom Vargelettis, email tom at ftrephoto.com. Always happy to help. I may even just surprise you with a podcast episode answering your question. 
look back to a previous episode where normally I will kind of chat back with you about your question, develop my ideas a little bit, and then record an episode. But there was one case where I said, you know, I'm just going to record an episode and, and just put that in the as my reply. Here's the link to your answer on the podcast. So looking forward to hearing your questions. I hope everyone else is enjoying their summer. Right now, I'm recording this episode. It is mid-August 2019 out in New England. It's not only the busiest summer ever, it's one of the hotter ones. (laughs) And as always, I really hope this has been informative, and I look forward to hearing from you soon.